Hello and welcome to In the Loop, a podcast working in cooperation with Suffolk Votes and Suffolk University's Center for Community Engagement. The views and opinions expressed on In the Loop do not reflect the opinions of Suffolk University, the Center for Community Engagement, or Suffolk Votes. I'm Cam Sweeney. I'm Maddie Dubois. And I'm Andrew Gomes. This week, Democrats and Republicans begin early stages of unveiling their budget plans. Former President Trump takes the lead in several Republican primary polls. A state senator from Florida introduces legislation to ban the Democratic Party and more. The Biden administration is soon expected to announce their decision on the Willow Project, an oil drilling venture that would take place in the National Petroleum Reserve on Alaska's North Slope. Alaska lawmakers argue that the project will create jobs and lessen the United States' reliance on foreign oil, and a group of Alaska natives also support the project in hopes that it will increase revenue for the local community. However, President Biden is under fire for this impending decision due to the fact that the Willow Project can generate enough oil to release 9.2 million metric tons of carbon pollution per year, and the fact that one of his campaign promises was to end any new drilling on public land or water. Other groups of Alaskan natives are also concerned about what the project would do to the uh, migration patterns and natural habitats of local species. The House GOP works on locating smaller programs to cut ahead of budget talks with the Biden White House. With Social Security and Medicare off the table, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is working to unite his caucus behind a budget plan that conservatives and moderate Republicans in swing districts can support. The conservative wing of the Republican caucus is preparing a plan to make heavy cuts to the foreign aid budget alongside cuts to health care, food assistance, housing programs for poor Americans in an effort to balance the budget. Democrats, on the other hand, are set to release their budget plan this Thursday, with President Biden set to propose a plan which would reduce the deficit by at least $2 trillion over the span of 10 years through tax increases on corporations and high earners. Among these savings efforts is legislation signed by President Biden last year, allowing Medicare to negotiate the price of certain prescription drugs and lowering costs. There are some calls, notably from moderate Democratic West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, for both parties to meet in the middle, though it's difficult to predict how budget talks will unfold until both parties formally release their plans and talks begin. In all, balancing the budget is an incredibly difficult task, especially considering the fact that many Republicans are either uncomfortable or completely unwilling to vote for spending cuts on defense, on Medicare, or on Social Security, um, and are also unwilling to raise taxes to make up for that revenue. Um, The the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget, which is a nonpartisan committee, recently released a report saying that the federal deficit is expected to be so large over the next 10 years that it would take roughly $16 trillion in spending cuts to balance the budget by 2033. And and to put that massive amount of money into perspective, that's roughly the size of the entire Medicare program, plus every single anti-poverty program and tax credit that's currently in the U.S., Uh, The New York Times recently did some analysis, and they found that balancing the budget without any tax increases or cuts to the military, Medicare, or Social Security would mean cutting the rest of the budget by 70 percent. So ultimately, if the budget is ever going to be balanced, it would likely have to rely on both cuts to these programs or increased taxes to bring in additional revenue streams, measures that both parties are hoping to avoid. 
Recently, Trump has seen a surge in support in the polls for the 2024 Republican primary. Since early February, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has lost his ground in polling matchups against former President Trump. Previously, DeSantis led Trump 45 percent to 41 percent among Republican voters. More recently, however, Trump leads DeSantis 47 percent to 39 percent, a net swing of 12 percentage points in Trump's direction since early February in a series of Yahoo News slash YouGov polls. This is proving concerning to many Republican officials who fear that Trump would be unable to win the general election. Most notable are recent comments from Paul Ryan, the former Republican Speaker of the House, and Mitt Romney's 2012 vice presidential running mate, who have been repeatedly speaking out against the former president's 2024 campaign. On Monday, Fox News commentator Tucker Carlson aired video footage of the January 6th U.S. Capitol attack, which was provided to him by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Carlson had also detailed the events of January 6th as, quote, mostly peaceful chaos. Republican Senator Mitch McConnell of Kentucky was in disagreement with McCarthy releasing the footage to Carlson. Additionally, Senator Mitt Romney of Utah has stated, quote, if you give footage, give it to all the networks, not just one. Now moving to local news, the Boston City Council is planning votes on Wednesday on two of Mayor Michelle Wu's top legislative priorities, rent control and a plan to restructure the city's development agency. As reported by the Boston Globe, the City Council's vote is set to take place at noon today, Wednesday, March 8th. This is a part of Mayor Wu's plan to cap the annual rent hikes in the city of Boston, though these steps will inevitably require a sign-off from the Massachusetts State Legislature. Uh, And for our last story today, we once again seem to have a Republican anti-Democratic streak. Recently, I think within the past week, a Republican state senator from Florida introduced legislation to essentially ban the Democratic Party from the state. State Senator Blaise Ngoglia recently introduced SB 1248, or the Ultimate Cancel Act, um, which, as I stated, would ban the Democratic Party from the state of Florida. Um, He stated that the bill was designed to get back at Democrats and, quote, leftist activists who he said had been trying to cancel people and companies for things they've said or done in the past. That's another quote from him. Um, And and it is important to note to state that this legislation isn't going to get signed into law. It does not have the support in either chamber. I don't think Governor DeSantis would sign it even if it did pass the chamber. But I think it's still really important to talk about. Um, I think this is a perfect representation of the modern Republican Party, of where the modern Republican Party is headed, Um, because in place of having an actual platform, in place of putting forward a vision for America, a vision for how to fix the issues that people are facing, they're focusing on these niche culture war issues. Um, And when they can't win, they make it harder for their opponents to vote. They try to pass restrictive measures, um, like voter ID laws. They try to purge people from the rolls, uh, from the voter rolls, um, regardless of circumstances. Um, and, and this bill is just another representation of both focusing on cultural issues with most people don't care about, um, and also trying to make it more difficult for people to vote. Um, Cam, it's also important that we look back just a few months ago, former President Trump had talked about outright getting rid of the United States Constitution. That's not something you necessarily would ever want any former or current elected official in the United States to ever say. Um, And honestly, this just really sort of puts into broader perspective the sort of like this culture of just extremism 
within both political parties. I'm not just going to sit here and say it's Republicans. It could be Democrats, but we are starting to see this as a, as a trend, I should say. Uh, Florida, clearly a state that's catching a lot of the media's attention because of recent you know, legislative steps that they're taking in terms of education, restricting the teachings of many things, uh, banning books in classrooms. And now you have a state senator calling for the ending of the Democratic Party. Now, in terms of democracy, I don't see how that could ever pan out as a good idea, you know, to move to what's already a polarized state and sort of just addressing that issue with saying, let's get rid of our opponents. That's, in my eyes, that's something to be fearful of. But I absolutely am 100% sure that it's not something that will gain a lot of traction, you know, outside of the extreme views that it sort of caters to. You know, I'd still like to think that majority of our country has common sense in the fact that, like, you would never advocate for getting rid of your opponents. And I guess I would just like to say that I, I this doesn't really surprise me anymore and I don't really even have like a strong reaction at this point to the things that have happened in Florida because there's just been so many disturbing things that we have seen over the last couple of months in terms of things like ab- abortion bans but also the banning of African American history the fact that many elementary schools didn't have books all of their books were gone and who knows when they'll get them back um, the fact that all of those books that were banned were basically banned if they had any person who wasn't white or Christian or straight. Um, And then, you know, trans kids can't play sports in Florida. Um, And now apparently you can't be a Democrat in Florida anymore. So uh, I think it's it's these are it is I I kind of want to think it's a joke at this point, but also it's pretty serious and and you should take it seriously because um, other uh, other people in the Republican Party will see this behavior and think it's okay, And then things like this will start happening in other states um, when, when it's not okay. Thanks for listening to this episode of In The Loop. Our next episode will be available on Wednesday, March 22nd. Be sure to visit us at itlpodcast.com for more information and a complete list of where you can listen. Also, be sure to follow us at Suffolk Votes on Instagram. Thank you, and we hope you tune in next time. Thanks for listening, and be sure to visit us at itlpodcast.com for more information and a complete list of where you can listen. Also, be sure to follow us at Suffolk Votes on Instagram. Thank you, and we hope you tune in next week.